0: Hello and welcome to Peach Pod, a Georgia politics podcast. My name is Kyle Hazen, I am your host. And here at Peach Pod, we've been thinking about how the COVID-19 pandemic has upended campaigns in Georgia. Both the Democratic presidential primary and primary elections for congressional and state offices have been delayed, and campaigns are increasingly trying to reach voters using Facebook Live and participating in candidate forums on video teleconference. But also caught in this are staff members of campaigns who are dealing with a new level of uncertainty in a profession already not known for its stability. So we wanted to see how some folks whose job it is to support campaigns are navigating this crisis. So on today's show, you are going to hear a conversation about the Staff Academy at the National Democratic Training Committee. You'll hear from Allison Raines, who manages the Staff Academy, as well as two recent graduates of the Academy, Dr. Janetta Curitan, who is the vice chair of the Fourth Congressional District for the Democratic Party of Georgia, and Tarunika Anand, who is both the campaign manager for Sarah Beeson's state senate campaign in Senate District 56, and the fundraising manager for Louisa Wakeman's state house campaign in House District 43. They all share some great insights about how they have supported campaigns that are pivoting to engage people digitally and highlight that elections have consequences, something we are seeing in action every single day. So without further ado, I will turn it over to our conversation. Joining us today is Allison Rains, the Staff Academy Manager at the National Democratic Training Committee. Uh, welcome, Allison.
1: Hey, nice to be here.
0: Um, also joining us today is Dr. Janetta Uh She is a recent graduate of the Staffing Academy. Uh, Dr. Curitan, welcome.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: And also joining us today is Tarunika Anand, also a, a recent graduate of the Staff Academy. Welcome, Tarunika.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: Um. So we are really excited to have this conversation with each of y'all today to sort of get a sense of how you are approaching your various positions in campaign life amidst this crisis and the kinds of skills that you brought from the Staff Academy into your current experiences and, and how they are maybe helping you adapt to this new normal. And, and Allison, I thought we could start with you, and could you tell us a little bit about uh, the Staff Academy Training Program that you're a part of at the National Democratic Training Committee, um, and what you do for this program.
1: Yeah, I'm so happy to be here and tell you a little bit more about uh, the National Democratic Training Committee Staff Academy Program. Um, so this is one of three major programs that NDTC runs. And at the base, NDTC's mission is to train any Democrat anywhere in the country who wants to run office, <laughs> work on campaigns, <laughs> Um, or staff their local leadership within the Democratic Party um, for free, on demand, at any time. So we run programs that have our online academy where we have nearly 70 courses available to really dig in on some of the essential skills needed to campaign. We run in-person live training events, which have recently gone virtual um, and are free for Democrats anywhere. And we run the Staff Academy program, which is where we come in. So Staff Academy is an application-only, intensive, cohort-based training program for folks who want to staff Democratic campaigns. So it's a program that we started about two years ago, and we train folks right now in the essential skills that they need to join campaigns as fundraising staff, as communication staff, or digital staff. It's a program that is designed to recruit, um, train up, and then help connect graduates to jobs on Democratic campaigns. Because we know we not only need great candidates running for office, but we need really smart, strategic, and collaborative staff members to help those Democrats win up and down the ballot. Um, So that's what Staff Academy is. It's an intensive 10-week program where folks are going through online courses, webinars, um, and big culminating training to develop skills that they need to run elections and and really help us win.
0: Great. Um. So, Dr. Curritan, could you start us off? I want to talk to you and Tarunika a little more about your background and and what got y'all involved in campaign politics. Um. So, Dr. Curritan, what motivated you to get involved in campaign politics and pursue an opportunity like the Staff Academy?
2: Actually, what initially got me really involved in politics was healthcare and my grandmother. She worked in a hospital all her life but only had access to health care consistently when she was actually advanced age and had an advanced health care problem and that really led me to two decisions one to go into healthcare care and sort of help individuals not have to have those options and number two to get involved in politics and say we have to do something different to choose our leaders and that's been continual throughout my political thought process um, when in DTC uh, came as an opportunity for me, I really thought about, you know, like I do like the education in um, healthcare. I wanted to learn a lot more about what would be the best way for me to increase my skill set to invent the thought process I have as far as healthcare being a right and not a privilege. And it really dovetails pretty perfectly with that thought process of having a structured setting, to really learn in an advanced manner, um, and in in an immersive environment um, additional uh, skill sets that I thought would help me level up and really increase my opportunities from a political standpoint.
0: And Taranika, how about you?
3: Yeah, so um, actually a little similar to Dr. Seartan, I was also sort of at a crossroad between healthcare and working in policy and politics. And that for me happened when I was a sophomore in college. Um, That was exactly when Trump got elected in 2016. And the priorities of what were important to me really became clear. And I decided working in healthcare while important um, didn't feel like the right choice comparatively because I felt like we were in this broken, stuck system where people weren't getting the health care that they needed. They didn't have access due to all these socioeconomic differences and in inequities. And so after the Trump election, I really just took a dive and moved into politics and um, worked in the local Georgia sphere of politics um, until I realized we really need to elect more people who are more liberal and you know respect these policies that will actually make change in people's lives. Um, So that's how I got into campaign work, and it's been a whirlwind ever since.
0: Tarunika, could you tell us a little bit more about the kinds of skills and experiences that you came away from the academy with, and And absent this public health crisis, when you thought you might be starting in sort of a more normal campaign environment, can you talk a little bit about what kinds of things you were expecting to do with campaigns?
3: So, yeah, so my background um, has mainly been steeped in policy work and some fundraising training. So what Staff Academy has given me is a lot of training on how to message because I was on the communications cohort, especially with the new crisis that's been happening, that's been really, really useful. So a lot of the skills that I took away from Staff Academy were based around how do you respond during a crisis, whether, you know, it's some sort of scandal or a global pandemic. Um, So recently we've, on the campaigns I've been working on, we've kind of pivoted our messaging towards providing support and being a resource and trying to be that leadership that some people feel like they aren't seeing up at the state level. We've also, in terms of fundraising, which I do have a background in, we've changed the way that we are fundraising and that messaging on how to, you know, properly pivot has really helped with that because we're not just asking people hey give us your money you know this is a campaign it's important it's a lot different um the way we're asking is has changed of you know we know this is a really difficult time there are some people struggling more than others if you are in a place to give here's what this money this these contributions are going towards it's Going towards um, electing strong new leadership at the state level to really bring change in Georgia. This crisis has really shown us how much we need to invest in healthcare, how we need to expand Medicaid and bring access to more and more people. And if we want these changes to happen, if you're in a place to give, this is the time to really help us and contribute so we can make these changes. So, NDTC has really helped with sharpening those messaging instincts and giving me structure on how I decide to approach communicating, uh, whether it's social media or through email or any other way with um, people in the district.
0: And Dr. Kurenton, how how about you? What skills did you expect to get out of Staff Academy and in a more normal environment, how did you expect to use them?
2: I think I got a lot of the skills. I've I got really much what I expected. I really expected to develop a much more robust uh, background in fundraising, though I have done work as constituent di- director um, with the coordinated campaign and Google things, and I have worked with local candidates. The structure that they gave me around how to develop my thought process around fundraising, how to level up from a digital standpoint, really leverage digital, what are the core and uh, key components of the fundraising act. And to continue to be very clear as to, you know, why are you actively engaging and how to tell that story yourself, and how to use those thought processes to really engage your audience. And so those skill sets um, definitely were things that I gained and continued and have used and put into practice. You know, obviously there was an expectation prior to the current healthcare crisis that we would be dealing more of a face-to-face interface and touching people directly from that standpoint. But the virtual interface that we went through actually with um, Staff Academy and having to learn to pivot as we learn crisis management and really help local candidates think through how do I engage my voting audience? How do I engage the electorate? Even though I'm not able to do fundraising, even though I'm not able to do gathered events like I did before, is a unique challenge for something, a skill set that I'm able to put in place that they taught me. So we think about how do we do things virtually? How do, we do, how do we gather together and use technology and still get a message out and clear and move things forward? And I think that those skill sets that I would have thought about using from a face-to-face perspective. But learning to pivot, be clear in the messaging process, and still reapply them in a virtual medium have been invaluable. To be very honest with you.
0: Yeah, let's talk a little bit about this pivot. So, so both of you are, are recent graduates, right? Before. This global health crisis really began. You know, we're now in this environment where we're all told we need to socially distance ourselves, stay home as much as possible. Some of us have family or friends who may have gotten sick, and all of us are worried about the vulnerable people in our lives that we love. There's also millions of people who, you know, have worked in the service industry who have now lost their jobs. Everything is really scrambled, I think, for really everybody um, who is living in the U.S. right now. Um, How did you find your footing amidst this environment? And and what kinds of ways are you sort of using some of the lessons from Staff Academy in the current campaign or or other organizations in those current positions you hold? Um, Dr. Curiton, how do you approach that?
2: The way I think about it and approach it, actually, really, the current healthcare crisis really ignited me even more to say... Elections have consequences, and leadership matters. when we need, when we make the decisions as to who we put into office, it directly affects, it directly impacts our everyday life. and it actually has created a narrative that's much easier in some ways for voters to see how the decisions that they make at the ballot box directly impact what's happening to them in a real time basis. So it creates a story narrative that actually is sometimes easier, even when I'm interfacing with individuals in a virtual way, to really have them reflect back that they're thinking about it matters. It matters who the leaders are. It matters the types of decisions that they make, and that impacts their thought process. If you have leaders who think that healthcare is a right, not a privilege. If you have leaders who think that government should work to help all of us, not to some of us, if you have leaders who believe that public education should actually help all of us rise and you're able to help those leaders get into office, you see, you can see a difference. You like it. You see a difference in the opportunity that you have. And what I am experiencing actually with um, local candidates talking to individuals in a virtual interface is that people are when they tell that story and say, this is what can happen. They have a real time experience of leaders who have a different thought process, who may not believe that healthcare is the right and what happens. And so I think that it helps it has helped actually to bring that story and that focus into real time to say, to help voters think about the type of leader that they want and need, not just in times that are great, but when they need some additional support, who do I want in office helping to make decisions to help me and my family do better?
0: And how about you, Tarunika? How did you find your footing, and, and how are you applying those lessons in this new environment?
3: Obviously, with campaigning, um, one of the biggest tactics to reach voters is usually canvassing, so knocking on doors, and we can't do that anymore. and we've had to find creative ways to reach voters and volunteers as well. Starting out, I think once we realized coronavirus um, was going to be a crisis um, in the U.S. that was heading over here, we really started to pivot and just focus on how can we be a resource? How can we be of help? And so we put out a lot of surveys, um, connected with a lot of people one-on-one virtually, of course, I remember there was an older gentleman um, that was trying to find a way to get groceries, but was too scared to go to the grocery store. So we uh, connected with him on how to use Instacart and um, stuff like that. So you know, on local campaigns, it's a little bit easier to really reach out to people because it is a smaller set of people you're reaching out to. So we wanted to make sure first that we could be that resource and people knew that we were there and they didn't have to go through this alone. And then secondly, um, with Again, reaching out to voters um, in terms of actually getting our campaign message across. We've, you know, switched over from canvassing to phone banking. There are a lot of volunteers who are really fired up, you know, they're unhappy with the situation, how it's been handled, and they want to help. They want to channel that energy somewhere, you know, they're stuck at home and they want to do something. So uh, we're providing those opportunities to write postcards, to phone bank with us. Um, We've been hosting some virtual new meet and greets and happy hours and ways to socialize and meet our candidates. Um, One of my campaigns is hosting a trivia night in a few days. Um, So hopefully to, you know, not also always be a source of heaviness. We're also trying to provide some levity during this time and a space to socialize and connect with one another. And another really important thing or mission that we've been working on is trying to get everyone to vote by mail. You know, legally, Georgia does have to have in person voting, but we're really trying to encourage everyone to vote by mail because We obviously think it's important that everyone should be able to exercise their right to vote, but to do so safely and protect their health and their family members' health. And so we've really, um, both of the campaigns I've been working on, um, we actually don't have a primary opponent. And so that's been really helpful for us to just really shift our message a little off the candidates and actually more on here's how the mail-in ballot process works. It's really confusing for a lot of people. So just really explaining that, even our phone banking efforts have been more focused on that. And so, yeah, we're really just trying to find a way um, to help people and show them that there is strong leadership during this time coming from people who can get elected if uh, you can help them get there.
0: And Tarunika, you talked about voters who, who need help accessing essential services or, or things like getting their groceries, uh, talking about expanding uh, people's knowledge on vote by mail. How do y'all think about voters that may be sort of slipping through the cracks at this time, or maybe aren't paying attention digitally, or or maybe don't have internet access, and so they are not as connected to the rest of the world as a lot of us who have Taking our work lives and our social lives onto Zoom calls and, and social media and all of that. How are you thinking about the, the people who may be falling through the cracks right now?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important to consider. Um, there are a lot of elderly people that are, you know, stuck at home and don't really know how to use some of these um, newer technologies. There are other people that have been laid off and they have you know, other priorities right now than um, trying to figure out how to get their ballot to the secre- Secretary of State's office. So we found that phone banking has been really helpful. Um, so internet is not required. We're just trying to reach people at home and check in, first of all, like usually what we've been telling volunteers to do in our own campaign, what we've been doing is calling people and saying, hi, um, my name's Tarunika, how are you doing today? I'm calling from X campaign. What's this crisis been like for you and your family? What do you need? Um, Is there anything that we could possibly help with? And then once we have that sort of conversation, that can maybe take us a different place. Um, Other times we do get, you know, um, I'm doing fine. Um, You know, we're just sticking through it. Um, And then we'll, you know, go off on um, informing them on how the vote by mail process works over the phone. We've really equipped our volunteers with a lot of information from the state party. So uh, whatever question someone has on how that process works, um, we have like a FAQ for it. We've offered uh, options to for the campaign to follow up with that person personally. So we're really trying to go above and beyond and just reach people where uh, they'll be reached best. So whether that's social media for some age groups, um, email for some others. Phones for some others. Those are the ways we're doing so. Um, I think once canvassing becomes an option, if it ever does, um, that's another way that we'll be able to reach people in person who maybe haven't been able to pay attention right now. But for now, those are um, kind of the avenues we've been taking.
0: So, Allison, you've been running the Staff Academy. You have graduates from your program that have recently. Uh, joined the campaign workforce in this environment. What's been on your mind about the the conditions that are facing your graduates and, and how is NDTC continuing to be engaged with the people that have come out of your program?
1: yeah, well, I think as um, as has been shared today, our program has been uniquely designed to help people lead through moments just like this one. Um in addition to the the sort of hard, concrete skills of communications, digital, and fundraising, we also offer um, through the staff academy program in-depth management and leadership training. Um, I think you've you've heard folks mention so far that we've done crisis response training. We dig in on how we're building inclusive um, inclusive communities on campaigns, so we're really able to reach all of our voters um, and make sure that the campaigns that we are building as Democrats are reflective of our party. And so right now, Staff Academy is really focused on the fact that we still have Election Day coming in November and that we are here to support our graduates. Um, In finding a campaign job, because we know that they are the leaders that we need on democratic campaigns right now. So, we support our grads in a couple different ways through their job search. NDTC organizes networking interviews with democratic organizations and campaigns all across the country. So, folks who are looking for um, campaign jobs right now are in the process of interviewing with um, those organizations that are looking for staff. And we are still seeing that campaigns are hiring. We're also offering individualized coaching to all of our um, graduates, helping them move through this job application process, improve their interview skills so that they have those sort of job interview skills and and job searching skills so that they have an opportunity to showcase to employers just how strong of, of a resource that they can be for those candidate campaigns. And, Emily, are we supporting them through that? but NDTC has many different options for sort of continued learning. So outside of our staff academy program, we operate an online academy that has nearly 70 courses for candidates and campaign staff that dig in on other skills. So if you maybe were in our communications track and you wanna also dig in on your digital skills, we have courses to support you in that, in that current moment. And we're offering um, virtual live trainings. We've taken our live training programs to the internet the interactive um, educational experience that you may have had with us in person. Um, We've been to Georgia a couple of different times with that in-person programming. And so we're excited to be offering it online right now in a way where we can connect with campaign staff and candidates all across the country to share best practices in this moment um, and really dig in and learn those essential skills that we need to pivot online. So those are just some of the ways that we're continuing to support Staff Academy graduates in this moment as they go forth to work on campaigns and really help Democrats win.
0: Dr. Karadin, to kind of get us towards the the close here, could you give us your thoughts on sort of the bigger picture here? You know, you're engaging with, with candidates through the position that you hold. Has Has this entire experience sort of redoubled your commitment to being involved in campaign politics? Do you have thoughts on... The, the kinds of people who have a safety net in this economy and the kinds of people who don't and and how that relates to elections. Um, how do you sort of think about the bigger picture here?
2: So the short answer is absolutely. The current pandemic, the current healthcare crisis, has definitely renewed my energy and effort to lean in to work with local candidates to get good leaders elected, to get good leaders who believe in helping an entire community, to get good leaders who... Who strongly support the idea of healthcare being a right, not a privilege? We have 22 million individuals who have healthcare who currently won't have healthcare because it's only linked to their job. What happens when you expand Medicaid? What happens if you have leaders who expand Medicaid? What happens when you have leaders who believe in a public education system that's for all kids? Who want to help shrink the digital digital divide? Who believe in having more equitable, uh, uh, equity of funding with public education so that every child actually has access to the internet, every child has access to a computer, and every child can be digitally engaged and involved. And there are, what I'm seeing are local leaders who are definitely reaching out and saying, how can you, how can you assist us? How can you help us reach the individuals um, in the electorate? How can you, you know, I'm wanting to increase and develop their skill sets. The online virtual classroom and um, NDTC have been very helpful with that and helping local candidates who are leaders, who believe in those value systems, and bringing in volunteers who say, we want to do something. I may be at home. I may be sheltered in place. Uh, We're going through this process, but I want to do something to help change the course of where we go in the future. And having the skill set that developed from MVTC and those that I brought in from a healthcare perspective to really merge that together to help support local leaders to move, to move up in the leadership perspective to become uh, our to become new leaders has been critically important. So I think absolutely yes, it sort of really turned the fire up to say leadership matters. And who is in leadership is critically important.
0: How about you, Tarunika? Just some thoughts on sort of the bigger picture here amidst this crisis.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I've gotten um, a lot more fired up. Um, I think I was already pretty fired up. But, um, you know, I got into this kind of work because I saw how a lot of our systems have been broken and we've just continued to work in them. And I didn't want to just be complacent and work there. I wanted to try to fix the systems. Um, I have been seeing how so many people have different outcomes due to where they were born or where they grew up or what they look like. And the fact that so many different people have different levels of access to basic things like healthcare and food and um, employment, even, you know, I'm seeing all all of this play out real time, how in a crisis, how things can get so much worse so quickly. And I think it's really important for Georgia as a state to uh, work on building that infrastructure that really protects their workers, protects their teachers, protects everyone in the state rather than just certain people based on their income level. Um, And so I've definitely gotten a lot more fired up. I think the bigger picture that I see is trying to show people what's really going on. Why are we no longer having a shelter in place in Georgia? Like, why is that happening? Um, Is that because it's safe to go out? Or is that because, you know, the state doesn't want to take more unemployment claims? So I think it's really important to approach. You know open people's eyes and show them um, what strong leadership can look like as an alternative to what we're seeing right now and how their lives can be bettered honestly Um, and really show them how they can um, have an impact as well by joining in on this movement that georgia democrats are building here locally so i definitely feel even more invested than i did before i think the way forward is looking at, you know, there are a lot of people that are fantastic that are running uh, to flip the Georgia House, which is possible this year. Um, There are some fantastic people running for state senate. I think it's easy to focus on the federal races. Um, You know, they're big and shiny, but there's some really incredible people running for these local races, and that's really where um, people are going to see the most direct change to their lives. So I think approaching people with empathy with what's going on, but also show them like, hey, here's a chance for you to feel as fired up as I'm feeling. That's really what I want to share with people and um, get them to where I'm at.
0: Well, y'all, we really appreciate everybody getting together for this conversation I want to give everybody an opportunity here to, to tell us a little bit more about the the campaigns and organizations you're involved with in case our listeners want to get involved. Um, but Allison, let's, let's finish out with you here. What is your message to people who would still consider working in campaigns? And if people want to apply to be a part of the next class of the Staff Academy, how could they do that?
1: Absolutely. So my message to folks who are interested in getting involved in campaigns is there's no better time than now. Election Day is coming in November, and we need strong leaders up and down the ballot who not only are running for office, but are staffing campaigns being collaborative leaders that are helping to engage our voters and making sure that Democrats win and that we have the leadership that we need, particularly in this moment. So for folks who are interested in joining Staff Academy, which, as I mentioned, is an application-only intensive cohort-based program, our next application is going to open in the fall for our 2021 cohort. So what you can do in the meantime is go to traindemocrats.org, sign up for our email list, check out our online academy and start attending some of our virtual live trainings that we're hosting. Think about what skills you need now um, that you can be building through our other programming in order to take action and support candidates who are running for office in 2020. Um, I really recommend um, folks check out that, those resources and engage with us there. And then when fall comes, sign up to um, apply for Staff Academy. This is a program that's designed to not only recruit, train and help you connect with paid campaign jobs on dem- with Democratic candidates, but it's also a program that's meant to really impact politics for the long term. Staff Academy prioritizes recruiting leaders who are people of color, who are women, who are transgender and non-binary. We know that these folks are representative of the Democratic Party, and we want to make sure that they're the leaders that we are seeing um, driving our campaigns to wins in November. So if this is you, if you are interested in getting involved in politics and doing so with a supportive community of leaders standing with you, NDTC Staff Academy is the program for you. Come find us. We're ready for you.
0: Great. And Dr. Carrington, how about you, the The party organization you're a part of or or any uh, local candidates within your district that our listeners may want to get engaged with?
2: Absolutely. Um, so I'm the vice chair for the 4th Congressional District or Democratic Party of Georgia. And we always, always, always welcome um, in our big tent community for individuals to come and volunteer. There are multiple different opportunities for individuals to get engaged at multiple different levels. You can get engaged in voter protection, um, become a poll worker, become a poll watcher. Once we get to the point where we're going to be actively uh, voting in person again, we will need a number of individuals to come and learn to do those kinds of things and to volunteer. We have the Vote by Mail program where individuals uh, requesting their absentee ballots going through the application process, and then having the balance dropped off. Uh, there are many different organizations working across, not only for the congressional districts, but with the Democratic Party and across the state of Georgia to help individuals who may need stamps, for postage, for their applications, uh, for their ballots, for so their opportunities. there If individuals want to donate, if individuals need assistance from that standpoint. Um, and there are always opportunities to work with your local candidate there, with your, your school board, your city council, your mayor, your county commissioner, sheriff, DA races. There are any number of amazing Democratic local candidates who need support to uh, your volunteer time with phone banking, uh, doing postcards, writing letters, um, leaning in general support with your local candidates. Um, leadership matters and who's in, who who are our leaders matters very critically. So the volunteer opportunities are always there. You can um, go to the Democratic Party of Georgia's website. You can also go to the Fourth Congressional um, District, our Facebook page, and look for opportunities there. We're always looking for individuals who have, a, who have their time. Um, you have amazing things that any individual knows that they can engage with us and also local candidates. I know that this is a difficult time for individuals, but if individuals do have the ability to give to help support financially their local candidates or Democratic candidates across the board, that's always welcome.
0: Great, and Tarunika?
3: Yeah, so um, this election cycle, I've had the opportunity to work with two incredible, really strong women who are running um, in two of the most flippable states Senate and state house races in Georgia right now. And so I feel really grateful to work with both of them. Um, First one is Sarah Beeson, who's running for state Senate 56 up in North Fulton, um, up in the Roswell Alpharetta area. That race is considered one of the most flippable seats um, in terms of the state Senate races. Um, She is a small businesswoman, mother of two kids, and she really understands the issues that are important to people in that district, like education, expanding health care, um, improving public safety. And the other candidate I'm working with is Louisa Wakeman, who's running for House District 43. Uh, Louisa ran last time and came within 800 votes of flipping the seat. So she's very close to winning that race again. If you are upset, if you're angry, if you're scared, this is the way for you to um, see change. If you want to come help support these candidates, please check out their websites. Um, Sarah's is dot Um, and Louisa's is electluisa.com. Um, we could really use your support to reach out to voters, which is harder than ever right now with this crisis, with phone banking, writing postcards. Um, and if you can, please uh, donate as well. Um, we need to really keep these campaigns going so we can get these amazing women elected in November.
0: Great, well, Allison Raines manages the Staff Academy for the National Democratic Training Committee and Dr. Janetta Curitan and Tarunika Anand are both recent graduates from that Staffing Academy. Uh, we thank all of you for your time and for joining us on the podcast today.
3: Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for the opportunity, it was great.
0: that's our show for today if you like what you heard subscribe to peach pod thanks as always to our fantastic interns olivia bauer peyton childers and kelly Dobso for their help researching this episode until next time take care y'all